Episode 132, you know what I'm saying? Thin line between genius and insane. You know what I'm saying? I know why you here. You know why the fuck I'm here. Let's go ahead and get this shit popping, man. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I know how to fuck you in this bitch, man. Let's fucking get it. Welcome to Raw is OG. Alright, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. DJ, hit me. Popping with y'all, man. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast, hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee, now spin the block for them hating ass niggas in the back. Love, no, I am the flies, highest, coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee, hash, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with y'all, man? Hope y'all out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on in them trenches, man. Take shit each and every motherfucking episode. <laughs> What's up with y'all, man? I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all love and motherfucking me support. Let's keep building this empire brick by motherfucking me brick. <sighs> I'm long-winded. <laughs> I'm long-winded, nigga. <laughs> Episode 130 motherfucking two. Jesus motherfucking Christ, man. We on the grind 200. This shit don't stop for a motherfucking me So I tell you that shit each and every motherfucking me episode. Now I know. <laughs> I know I took a week off, man. Like I told y'all, man, I had some problems with the technical side of this shit. I was getting real tired of the motherfucking inconsistency with the motherfucking me sound. So as you guys can see, that's watching on YouTube at OG hash TV. Tap in. Leave a motherfucking me like. Subscribe to the channel. Ring a motherfucking alert so you can stay tapped in with the motherfucking show. As you guys can see, man, I got a new camera. I got a new angle and shit. I'm looking up type shit. <laughs> You yeah, can see the boom arm. I still got my soundboard and shit like that. Um, I got the motherfucking me uh screen on my motherfucking me tablet. So it's a new setup, you know what I'm saying? So shit has kind of been a little bit rocky at the start. I've had to restart this shit about four mother four or five motherfucking me times, man. But um, as I promised you guys, I will be upgrading the motherfucking me uh quality of this motherfucking me show. We already got the quality good, you know what I'm saying? We're releasing two episodes of motherfucking me week. We already at 132 motherfucking episodes, bro. I name another nigga that's working harder than me. I'll wait. Wow. Name him. Wow. Name him. Wow. You can't, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, man, you guys been patient with me. Everybody, shout out to my first time listeners and my last time listeners. Shout out to my motherfucking me day ones, man. Um, you guys have been with me through every step of the motherfucking me way. I've been trying to improve the audio. Um, I finally found a way to, you know, what I'm saying, clear out all the extra bullshit I was hearing when I was uh, editing. Um, and I feel like it sounds damn near perfect. Um. But it's still going to be a work in motherfucking me progress. So I want to say thank you guys. Round of applause for all you guys for sticking with your boy since day motherfucking one. <laughs> but <laughs> the show must go on. Um, but I want to say thank you once again. I had to take a week off uh, to make sure I get all this shit in, um, set up and, and things of that nature. Like I said, I feel like the... The actual money I invested into the pocket is starting to pay off. Now we just got to change the setup. Um, that's just going to be a little bit hard just because 
this is my apartment, guys. I ain't gonna lie to you. I got this shit set up in my dining room area type shit. It was once big, now it's looking small type shit. <laughs> I pretty much turned this shit to another fucking living room type shit. I think it's pretty cool how I did it, but the changes that I have to make over here has to coincide with what's going on in my apartment, bro. Like, I got, as you can see, these movie posters, bro. I got this shit spread all over my motherfucking apartment, bro. I got at least $1,200 to $1,500 worth of movie posters and frames and shit in my living room. So when it comes to changing this shit around, I have to make sure whatever I do over here actually makes sense with the rest of my apartment. And I'm getting to the point where I want to change this shit. I've had this look for about seven years type shit. No, like six years type shit. But um, it's in a bigger place now, so it looks a little bit different, a little bit fresher. But I still want to change this shit, bro. I'm going into a more of a, you know what I'm saying, more of a, a smooth, a smooth, uh, uh, phase in my life right now i want some motherfucking me i want a bear a bear hair rug nigga <laughs> i want a bear hair rug nigga <laughs> um but not for the motherfucking me bullshit there's a whole lot of shit i want to get into in this episode there's a whole lot of shit on the motherfucking me docket um so let's go ahead and jump right into it um you know when i was out i did something that i hadn't done in a long motherfucking me time and what that was is I went and seen my therapist, my original therapist. Now, we all know about how I made the transition to going to go see a black therapist, how I didn't really enjoy that experience, right? Um, this time around, I actually reconnected with my original therapist. Um, and what happened with him is that he was actually sick. He had got ill. Um, so we had to cancel those, uh, those you know, um, appointments and shit like that. The crazy part about that is once I started this podcast, I kind of really got to my own way of self-healing and self-curing um, my therapy and shit, self-therapy and shit like that. With this podcast, using it as the outlet. Um, and when I went, he reminded me that well, he surprised me when he told me that it's almost been three years to the date that I had met with him. Now it was in May of 2020, my last visit, but now it was I've seen him like March 20 something of 2023. So it was then three years later. And one thing about this podcast for everybody that's been tapped in since day motherfucking me one, you've all heard me talk about the uh fucked up theory that I had about my life that I was going to be tapped out by the, at the age of 30. All I wanted to do was reach the age of 30 because my dad didn't see that. He is my Michael Jordan. Goddamn. He, there's nothing he didn't do. When motherfuckers talk about my pops, they talk about that nigga like he's fucking Michael Jordan. He's walking on air type shit. So it was like the only thing I could do that he didn't do was see the age of 30. That was my goal. If I was seeing the age of 30, I was cool with that being the end of my life. When I was writing the story of my life, it didn't have anything past 30. And I would have been perfectly fine with that. Now that I'm getting older, I'm seeing how fucked up that is. But the thing about going to go see my therapist, with that thought process, the, the, the automatic assumption of that is that at the age of 30, that death would be the answer, right? When I went and seen my therapist, you know, I usually want to see him. It was talking about my pops, right? And yeah, I know when I, when I take a little break, I always come back on some deep shit. But I'm trying not to keep it so deep, but I'm trying to, be real with y'all and let y'all know what the fuck is really going on in Hatcher's life, right? Um, I usually talk about my pops and then how did that affect in my life? Me not growing up with a role model, me growing up not knowing shit, me having to learn all this life shit on my own and having to still be a, a role model and, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a crystal clean image for my big, my little brother to look up to type shit. And that tore me down mentally, you know what I'm saying? I held that in for so long. But as I told my, my my therapist, I'm like, yo, my nigga, I'm past that. Well, I ain't past it, but it's like, nigga, I'm cool with that. Like, that's cool now. Like, I told y'all, like, money cures all. Like, I'm not balling by no means, but I'm cool. Like, I, I'm able to take care of my responsibilities and still be able to do what the fuck I want to do 
You know what I'm saying? So that's that's cured a lot of my stress. I don't really think about all the negative shit no more because now I'm actually happy. And when we actually find that that space of being happy, I told him what's really on my mind was was really been bothering me. The thing that I feel is really gonna tear me down. And and, and to make a long story short, because I don't want to drag this on, but if you guys just follow me, I, I really appreciate you guys for tapping in. The thing that's bothering me now, now that I have found this space of of, of peace, you know what I'm saying? Now I, I, it's flexible. I can I can move now. I can move how I always wanted to move. The thing that's really bothering me is my decision making. You know, I've come on this podcast many episodes and I told you guys how I turned this leaf, how I'm not turning back and going back and dealing with the women in my past. And guys, I got to be honest with you. I fucked up. I went backwards, my nigga. Like, and when I say this, I don't want these women to listen to this podcast and think that I'm trying to belittle them in any way. I'm not. In no way do I think I'm better than y'all. In no way whatsoever. And in fact, I think a few of you are better than me. All right, I got to stop the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> You bitches ain't better than me. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> but, no, <laughs> but no, in seriousness, um, I fucked up. I went backwards. Uh, and one of these occasions, um, you know, I, I made a mistake that I didn't want to make. Um, and and dealing with the doctor, I told him, I said, yo, my nigga, I've been going backwards for years. But this time it felt different. See, when you're going backwards in life, it can be it can be easy to do that. You know what I'm saying? But it comes to that point where you got to realize when you got something to lose. And when I finally got to this place in my life to where I felt good and I felt free and I felt able to do what the fuck I wanted to do. And in a matter of two weeks, I've made mistakes to where I can throw all that shit away. And that, t- that eats me up at night. Because the one thing that I came on this podcast and I told you guys, and a lot of you guys took this as content, I'm being real with y'all. This I don't know how to do shit for content. I don't know how to say things to go viral. I can only be me. And I told you guys, I don't trust myself around certain people. I don't trust myself to, to, to be able to walk away and not have sex with certain women. I don't trust myself to not do this, eat shit, do My discipline is horrible, my nigga. I don't know what the fuck happened. The older I get, the closer I get to the age of 30 when I thought shit was going to come falling down upon me, my decision-making has become horrible. And the thing that my therapist told me, he was like, my, he was like, yo, my nigga. Well, he didn't say my nigga because he white. I'll have to check my nigga. <laughs> I'll have to check him type shit, right? But what he told me is, this is a self-fulfilling privacy of destruction. All your life, you told yourself that this was going to be your cutoff. And all your life, you assume that this was going to lead to death. He said, but it's not death that's going to destroy you. You can very well live beyond 30, but the way, your way, your vision of living life will be completely over. By the age of 30, you continue making the decision that you're currently making. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, yo, dog, what the fuck? You got laid on so thick, but the nigga's right. It comes back to manifestation. That's what it comes back to. It comes back to manifestation. Now, manifest my, my big head ass would have been sitting around thinking about, yo, nigga, by the time I turn 30, I'm going to be a millionaire. Who knows what the fuck I would have been doing? Hustle would have been times 10. You know what I mean? But I was living in such a great, I'm living in such a great fucked up space. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
that my manifestation was destruction. So as, as, as much as I try to get away from that now, excuse me, as much as I try to get away from that shit now, it's hard because I've already been taking this going down this path type shit. You know what I mean? So it was good to get to go see Doc. It was good to understand why I'm fucking up the way I'm fucking up. And trust me, it, it, it all leads back to me overthinking. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing shit. That, I ain't do shit that, you know what I'm saying, that that cemented a fuck up. But I put my, I risked my newfound happiness. You know what I mean? That's, and as a man, I really can't accept that. You know, as a man, you know, certain things as a man, you just got to have. You know what I'm saying? Like I put some shit on social media, and this may be go off in tangent. I don't really know. I've been smoking. I put something on social media. My nigga, you're not a man if you don't have your own crib, your own car, and a fucking job. If you ain't got that shit, you're not a man. That's the bare, that's 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 like the that's the bare minimum, my nigga. Like, if you ain't got your own house, your own car, your own fucking and a job, you not a fucking man. I don't give a fuck with nobody trying to tell you. I don't give a fuck what your birth certificate say. I don't give a fuck, nigga, because you got a Glock with a switch. You're not a man, bro. That's the bare minimum. You don't even have the bare minimum of responsibilities. Having kids don't make you a man. Damn, that don't even make you a motherfucking father. <laughs> that don't even make you a father. Just because you had a... You, that's your kid. That don't make you a father. We all know what a father is. But if you as, as a man... If you can't call yourself a man if you don't have the bare minimum, my nigga. And as a man, as you evolve, you start to realize it's like I can't be moving a certain way and still want to be be uh, respected as the man I want to be. I can't. I can't live a lie because I can't become the man that I've never. I, everything I, I've, I've never wanted to be, I'm doing the steps to become that. And I, I wouldn't be able to respect myself. I would. I was. I would internally hate myself. And knowing that I'm doing these steps and I'm, and, and I'm fucking up the way I'm fucking up and I've just found happiness, that shit eats at me, my nigga. So as I was out on my little week break doing all this technical shit, trying to get this shit right for you guys, I tapped in with my OG therapist. Um, and it was great. Uh, so, of course, I'm back on my wave of letting you guys know, man, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, definitely do it. Uh, it don't matter if you're the beacon of life for other motherfucking me people. It don't matter if you think everything in life is going good. When you see... Um, certain patterns developing in life, it's up to you to stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's really up to you. Ain't nobody else gonna intervene because they can think you're doing good. Motherfuckers can see you happy and smiling and shit, and not really being around you on day every day type shit, and seeing your your patterns. You're the only motherfucker that can see your patterns, feel your patterns. You know what I'm saying? And goddamn, you sense the motherfuckers coming. So it's up to you, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to tap in with y'all, let y'all know what the fuck was going on with OG Hatchet behind the motherfucking machines. But besides that, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Now, after I talked to him, I'm straight, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really an overthinking thing, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things you can't really think about. If shit happens, it happens, but you can't really think about it. Um, and I've been doing that, you know what I'm saying? I'm back, feeling good, great type shit. So everything's good on this side of things. Hopefully everything's good with y'all. Hopefully after looking good, feeling good type shit. But you know how that shit go. Um, <laughs> moving on though, you know, as I was out, you know, so I want the, the, the shit went about Tyrese. <laughs> this shit about Tyrese came about, right? And I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. This shit was kind of hilarious. You know, 
can I play it? Do I have the clip? Let me see if I have the clip for y'all. The shit about Tyrese is kind of hilarious because some sometimes when you're dealing with, with women, they can get a little too comfortable. Let me see. He wasn't my type at all. My type is actually Paul Walker, rest in peace. What more do you <laughs> but want I, <laughs> He wasn't my type at all. And my type don't, is not white. I'm just saying I was more interested wow. in touch Paul and every person theory. Don't touch me. Now, hopefully that was a joke. But we've all been at Tyrese. And when I say that, look, y'all have heard me talk about how I just can't stand the imagery of a white man fucking a black woman. I will never be able to accept that. I don't, hey, look, I call me what you want, but you can't call me broke, my nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Anytime I see a, a black chick getting fucked by a white dude, Nasty bitch. One more time for the niggas in the back. Nasty bitch. Now one more time for the people up front. Nasty bitch. Shit, one more time for me. Nasty bitch. <laughs> it's just certain shit that I just I I can't look at. So we've all been a Tyrese. I've been chilling with chicks and they've told me, oh my god, Travis Kelsey. What the fuck do you mean, Travis Kelsey, bitch? What the fuck do you mean? I remember I was watching Power with a bitch and Tommy came on the screen. Oh my God, Tommy. Joseph Sakura, bitch, really? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Joseph Sakura. Okay. Uh, okay. That's the, where's my keys? <laughs> There's nothing about a woman telling me her, about her crush on a white dude is going to make me. What's the white dude that, what was that white nigga that sang that song with Tupac? What the fuck is that way he sang R&B? I was chilling with this big man, massive booty of a woman. Like, she had her ass bigger than Megan Thee Stallion. It was crazy. No, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but what's the name? Was it, was it John B? Let me see. Let me Google this nigga face right Is it John B? Who the fuck? Let me see this John B character. Let me see. John B. Is it John? That sound right, though. John B. No, no. That poor John Bertholomew Bur- Bernthal. Look, man, I don't know the nigga. The nigga had a, he slung a song with Tupac. He white. Nigga got he got a few songs for the culture type shit. And she was telling me how much she liked that nigga. Bitch, what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather you tell me you love Denzel Washington or Idris Elba or some shit. Some shit I'm knowing my mama and them gonna say. When you start telling me you like Leonardo DiCaprio, it's like, bitch, what the fuck is going on? Like, what in your mind is telling you that that nigga's the nigga for you? Well, that wiggle, whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> but we've all been a Tyrese. For some reason, I don't know what it is. Women just get too comfortable and they tell you about the niggas that they like. But they always tell you about the white dudes that they like. Like, it's, like that don't hit hard or like that don't mean that. It's like that, that means a lot to me when I'm watching fucking, you know what I'm saying? When I'm watching Mission Impossible. And you getting the hots for fucking Tom Cruise. Like, that that bothers me for some reason. Like, ugh. Like, what? <laughs> but we've all been a fucking Tyrese. Travis Kelsey is the it white dude right now. <laughs> like, it, it, he he's the guy right now. Every time I watch a fucking Kansas City Chiefs game, don't, bring, don't have no women around. Bro. And then Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown, bro. Titties is out. <laughs> Titties is popping out, my nigga. <laughs> But we've all been there. We've all motherfucking been there. Um, but moving on. 
you know, I want to get into, you know, I came across this article while I was out, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> and it was about the Porsche executive. He's catching backlash from divorcing his wife due to her dementia. Now, let me see if I can read here. Say the 79-year-old Wolfgang has been in a relationship with Claudia, who's 74 since 2007. The two were married in 2019. He is the chairman of the supervisory board of Porsche Automobile Holding SE, as well as Porsche AG. Wolfgang's father, Ferdinand Porsche Sr., was the founder of Porsche AG. Wolfgang reportedly cited dramatic changes in Claudia's personality as grounds for their separation. German language tabloid Bill reported that Claudia has been real unable to move without assistance for months. They added that she has had her four caretakers who have assisted and cared for her around the clock over the past two years. Amid the news, Wolfgang filed for divorce has been reported that he has became romantic with his friend of 25 years, 59-year-old Gabrielle uh, Prinzessin Zu Lenningen. There, have, there um, have been reports that Wolfgang has moved in with Gabriella, although it is yet to be confirmed. Now, he's catching backlash. Wolfgang is catching fucking backlash. Should he catch backlash? You know, the reason why I really bring this up on the podcast is because some of you may think that's a fucked up story. Some of you may think like, damn, to death do us part type shit, right? Sometimes, bro, you really got to put yourself first like and i know that and i know that may be fucked up to say but sometimes you truly gotta put yourself first you know it's okay to do that right like no bullshit like all bullshit aside you know it's okay to put yourself first right like i know motherfuckers may be mad decisions that you make but you do know (laughs) it's okay to put yourself first right you know, like when LeBron went to Miami, he was the bad man. Okay. You know, like Kevin Durant went to Golden State, he was a bitch. Okay. But you do know <laughs> it's okay to put yourself right. I mean, to put yourself first. And I was body in that. Damn, mama. Hello? Yeah. Uh Thank you, Mama. I appreciate that. I, I re- uh, I appreciate that, Mama. But, uh, I, uh, I I'm in the middle of recording. Just say what's up to the people. Okay, baby. All right. Bye. All right. I don't even know how the fuck that call got through, my nigga. I got this shit on on do not disturb, but when mama calls, sometimes you gotta answer. Um Jesus Christ. Fucked up the whole flow type shit. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, you do know it's okay. <laughs> I was buying that shit. It's okay to put yourself first. You know, I was dealing with this woman. And oh my god. I'm talking about she was what? She, she was like Puerto Rican. Italian. Um, Titties was like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> Titties was like, 
triple G's type shit. With the ass to match. No stomach. None whatsoever. And she was like five seven. My type type shit. Like my type of bitch. You feel me? <laughs> wow. But she had health problems. Severe health problems. Like shit that was like on some internal shit. Like some shit that she was literally just recovering from that she told me is like some normal shit to reoccur. And I had to think about this shit. Because I'm looking at this woman. I'm feeling this woman. I'm vibing with this woman. And you may call me shallow. I mean, I get it. Everything about this woman I fucked with. She fucked. She 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 smoked weed. Like, she into the shit I was into. She was fine as a motherfucker. I could see it type shit, right? But when I sat down, I really thought about all her health situation. Like, her, her, her health shit. I couldn't put myself through that, bro. I, I I couldn't I couldn't look at that as a twenty six year old man and be like I'm signing up for that. I don't think that would have been the wisest decision. That's like a nigga signing up for a woman who got five kids and they all like nigga eighteen. It's like why would you do that? Like I'm not saying some niggas wouldn't do it, but sometimes that's not the best decision. Like sometimes niggas just settle for shit. And I understand this Porsche man, and it's fucked up. That's his wife, and he left his wife once she got ill. But baby, I'm still moving and grooving. What you expect me to do? I'm still moving and fucking grooving. You got motherfuckers that gotta take care of you 24-7. We have to hire four different nurses to take care of you. 24 hours of the day. I'm still playing golf with the boys. I'm still looking at titties at the at running around at the park. I'm still out here. I still run Porsche. Like I'm not retired. Like if he was a retired nigga, I would get it. He's still running in Porsche. You know what that means? Do you really want to know what that means? That means bitches are flocking. That means he has prime access to bitches. <laughs> like he he's there. And not just to basic bitches, to bitches with bread. Or to bitches who know how to minutia they way into niggas who got bread. He's still out here. So yeah, he went and got him a little younger chick. I mean, look, it is what it is. Look, take this little money and live out the rest of your days, baby. But I'm not finna be around and just watching the motherfucker die. Niggas, 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 don't nobody want to be around no shit like that. And I'm pretty sure if the roles were motherfucking reversed, she would have went and got her a younger nigga to go, you know what I'm saying, fuck on. Even though she could she'd still be around. Man, go fuck with the the, the, the nigga that motor lawn, the pool guy. We seen this story plenty of motherfucking times, B. But I just it took me back to the situation that I was in. And I think about Shorty a lot. I ain't gonna lie to you, because like I said, Shorty was fun. I'm talking about a triple triple G's titties with the ass to match, and they natural, no stomach, five seven hair down to the flow type. Come on, man, man, come on, man. <laughs> I, I I was just looking, I was just checking the hospital report the other day, trying to make sure she ain't hit that motherfucker, nigga. Shorty was like that, but I couldn't, I I can't put myself in that situation, b. And I felt like an asshole when I had to, you know, let let her know it was like I can't do that shit. She asking me why. 
I ain't no lying ass nigga, but I had to tell her, like, yo, like, I'm not the guy for you right now. Like, that ain't, that ain't nothing I can sign up for. You need a nigga that's going to support you tenfold. I can't do that. Nah, I can't do that. So the, 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 the CEO of a Porsche and the wise words of Hulk Hogan, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. I'm moving on. Let's get into you know, I had this thought, you know what I'm saying? I had, I think I felt out why hotel sex is far superior. You know, I think we can all agree that hotel sex is just better than regular, like, house sex. It's better than car sex. Like, for some reason, I haven't had car sex in, like, seven years, bro. Like, ever since I got an apartment, I ain't, once, once I got my own crib, bro, why am I fucking in cars, bro? Like, I'm, bro, I've been fucking bitches with their own houses for a long time, bro. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like, I've been fucking older women for a little minute. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've been fucking chicks with their own place for a minute. Like, I ain't been fucking no chicks that stay with their peoples for a long time. It's a few old sprinkled in there when they on time is hard, but for the most part, my bitches is, is pretty much some good bitches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I haven't had car sex in a minute, but I remember those days. Like, I remember when I lost my virginity in the car. Like, I remember what that shit felt like, but at a certain point in time, that shit wasn't comfortable. I don't know how y'all doing that shit. I had a Jeep and still didn't fuck in my car, but like, I just wasn't into that shit. House sex is cool, but I, for some reason, I like fucking at the chick house more than I like fucking at my own crib. I feel like when I'm fucking at my own crib, it falls into the, the it's not a priority type shit. I'm still trying to be a good host. Instead of not go to a chick crib and I'm being hosted type shit, I feel like I'm being catered to a little bit type shit. You know what I'm saying? A little rickety-kick. Nasty bitch. <laughs> I always put on my better performance on the road type shit. I grew up watching Kobe, my nigga. Um, <laughs> um, but hotel sex is just superior. We all know that. And I figure, I think I figured out why it's superior. You know, niggas always don't say that they don't like paying for the pussy. But I think hotel sex is, is far superior because you're paying for it. You you trying to get every penny out of that pussy, bro. Like, think about this. It don't matter if it's a, a fucking four dollar hotel or you at the motherfucking most luxurious shit downtown with the motherfucking me skyrise view. You trying to get every motherfucking penny out of that shit. At the crib, yeah, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna do what you do. You're gonna make sure you put on the show. But still, at the hotel, you trying shit. You know what I'm saying? You probably lasting longer than you've ever lasted. Even if you're not lasting longer, you putting in way more rounds. It's a heavyweight title fight type shit. It's the rumble in the jungle in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's no bullshit. At hotel sex, you literally it's it's like a it's like a it's like it's like when you spend it. It's like when you go into the mall type shit. You know, you go to the mall, and you literally just drop the bag on some shit. We all know that feeling when you go to the mall you walking out that bitch with bags on bags. We all know that feeling. You feel good. You feeling good. You ain't feeling like you just, even if you just spent more than you expected to, you still feeling good. You still feeling motherfucking good. When you spending money and in the, mo- in the moment type shit, it's a different feeling, bro. It's a different motherfucking. If you want every motherfucking exp- uh, penny out of that experience. So hotel sex is far superior because you paying for that shit. Not necessarily saying you're trying to be paying for the pussy, but you're paying for that moment. You're paying for that that experience, my nigga. 
you you legit is, and that's why I think that shit is far superior than just regular, you know, at the crib sex. At the crib sex is cool, but at the, it, to me, it's only like certain time slots when at, at the crib sex is really lit. I ain't gonna lie to you. That, you know what I'm saying, in the wee wee hours type shit, that, that 2 o'clock, you know what I'm saying, that 2 o'clock a.m. to 5 a.m. slot, that's like prime time fucking at the crib hours. During the day type shit, I mean, I don't know. That's only you trying to get some little quick shit going. You know what I'm saying? You probably got little kids or something running through this motherfucker. They, they done fell asleep for like 10 minutes, so you trying to get a quick nut. Like, that's when that's spontaneous type shit. That's only in time at the crib sex is cool when it's spontaneous throughout the day. Like, all of a sudden, your dick hard, you just fell into some pussy. Like, that's when it's like super good. But, like, nah, hotel sex, no matter what time of day it is, you're doing it. <laughs> You're loving it. <laughs> that shit is McDonald's uh, sponsored, my nigga. You're loving it, my nigga. Ba da ba ba type shit. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. Um, but moving on, you know, I want to get into, you know, <laughs> I sent across this article, right? And we breezing through these motherfucking topics. I ain't gonna lie to you. We only been this motherfucker for thirty five minutes. Damn. Um, I came across this this article. And it was about the uh what is this? The uh the AOC. The AO motherfucking C. They say straight men are the real predators to, um and are danger to women and children, not trans and LGBTQ people. You know, I want to take this time to say, yo, fuck the AOC, bro. In all seriousness, because look, I want I want to make this this clear. I have nothing against anyone in the LGBTQ plus community. I have nothing against trans people. I have nothing against nobody. To be completely honest with you, like I literally have no beef, like no beef <laughs> whatsoever. Like I'm good type shit. But equality isn't real, my nigga. No one really wants to be equal. Because you're not going to sit here and tell me that straight men are the only niggas that's a danger to people. The, how is that equal? So now you're trying to tell me there's something wrong with me. That's why I always say, my nigga, you're not going to sit here and tell me that that trans shit ain't a mental health situation. Because for the AOC to come out and say that straight men are the danger to mother... Let me read this. Let me read this quote again. Because I don't want to misquote nobody. The AOC says straight men are the real predators and are a danger to women and children, not trans and LGBTQ plus people. You know how I would have said that? People are a danger to women and children. Like, you can't sit here and, and try to look at me as a straight heterosexual man and tell me that, nigga, you the danger to women and children far more than a trans person, far more than an LGBT, any, any gay person, any, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever the fuck they classify in that, in that large group of people, whatever the fuck each letter stands for, you not gonna sit here and tell me as a heterosexual straight man that I am more of a fucking danger to a woman and a child than any motherfucking body else. You not gonna sit here and tell me that, my nigga. I don't know who the fuck you think you is. Those are fighting words, man. They got like real shit. That shit offends the fuck out of me. What the fuck makes me uh, a far more at risk motherfucker than them motherfuckers? And I think I just classified them right by saying them. How, motherfucker? 
Make that shit make sense, man. Make that shit make motherfucking sense. And I'm not saying that they even, I'm not saying they worse than me. I'm saying, motherfucker, we're in the same boat. Now, you got those specific cases where niggas is motherfucking pedophiles and creatures and shit like that. But for a large group of motherfucking people, we all motherfucking the same. Ain't we, nigga? Ain't that what the fuck you fighting for, bitch-ass nigga? But no, I'm the danger, though, right? Why? How? How, nigga? How am I the danger? How am I the danger? How am I the danger? And not the motherfuckers. I just seen some shit on, uh, what the fuck was I watching? Was it on World Store? It was over there in the Dutch. It was a Dutch TV show. They had kids on there, right? On the stage and shit. And I want to quote them, but it was in Dutch. I couldn't read the shit, but I knew what the fuck I was watching. You had some kids on the show, and they had trans people on the stage ass naked. And the point of this was to explain to the kids that this was normal. That trans shit was okay. What the fuck is going on, man? So you mean tell me you want to put your bare ass, get your dick and your pussy just sitting there hanging with your nipples and shit out with this fucking woman hairstyle on, looking at kids, trying to explain to them everything's okay? Y'all don't see the problem with that shit, man. But let it for motherfucking if, if, if a straight nigga like myself went in a fucking classroom on a TV show with my fucking mandingo dick letting everybody know hey, shit's okay. You think they not gonna lock me to you think they gonna look at me as a normal motherfucker, man? You think they go I wouldn't even look at myself as some normal shit, man. But I'm the danger. You got me fucked like real, real shit. Fuck the AOC. Fuck the AOC, the DEA, the NBA, NFL, HBO, no, HBO, <laughs> CBS, PBS. <laughs> nah, I remember, fuck the AOC, man. Like, on some real shit, like, that offends the fuck out of me. Because it's like, yo, at a certain point in time, at a certain point in time, we got to keep it real. At a certain point in time, we got to keep it real. No one wants to be viewed as equal. Everybody wants to be over somebody, my nigga. That's just the facts. I don't, I don't know what fucking world you niggas is living in. Everybody, there's a hierarchy in this life shit. And if you pay attention to any group of people who try to fight for that equality shit, they always tearing another group down. Always. Always. Fucking always. You can't tell me you're trying to be viewed on some equality shit and you telling me that I'm a more of a fucking danger to women and children than a nigga that's telling me he was born in the wrong body. To a nigga that had a dick and chopped it off saying God fucked up. You're not fancy and tell me that, that nigga ain't spreading the wrong message. But I'm the motherfucking danger to some little kids. I... It's shit crazy, man. Like, I don't... I don't I, it's shit crazy, man. I, I don't know what the fuck... I don't, I don't know what to do no more. I take a week off from the podcast and I come back in the AOC telling me I'm a fucking predator. What the fuck? Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck, B? But it is what it is, man. That's why the, that's why their fight is so, it's so hard, bro. That's why their fight is so motherfucking hard. And the crazy part is they fucking winning the fight. They winning, but they fight is that's why that motherfucker is that hard. 
Because with shit with statements like that, they force motherfuckers to go on the other side. I just try to keep it all organic. As you can see the shirt, shout out to Larry June. Keep this shit organic, man. I just try to let motherfuckers be and be peaceful. But that's that's some wild, that's some wild shit to say about some 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 people who just perfectly fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's some wild ass shit, be real talk. Um, moving on. Let's get into the evolution of Black China. Um, you know, round of applause for Black China before I start. You know, I talked about Black China a lot on this uh, on this show. I think more recently I talked about Black China was when she was talking about how she deleted her OnlyFans and shit for her kids. Um, and since then, more information that came out about Black China. She's turned a new leaf in life. She got her, her implants and shit taken out, her lip fillers and shit, and her face, all that shit taken out. She's had, she's begun that process, and she looks pretty good. Black China was all has always been an attractive woman, but with the shit taken out, she 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 looks better. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know the reason why I gave Black China a round of applause. It isn't because it's gonna feed into <laughs> my agenda type shit. I did this. Be I, I gave her a round of applause because. It's always a beautiful thing when you see people find happiness and peace. Like I told you, bro, when I found it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the feeling that that gave me was fucking sensational. So that once I once I experienced it and I see other people experiencing it as well, even if it's on a much grander stage than mine, you have to applaud that. You have to just, you want to sit back and watch that. We always want to watch the car accident, but you always want to watch the motherfucking me. The rocket actually take, you know, when they got the, the rockets at NASA and shit, and the motherfuckers shoot off, and the motherfuckers actually be successful. You know how everybody jump up clapping and shit? Like, that, that's like a real feeling type shit, you know what I mean? So when it comes to Black China, I'm so happy that she's found this new way of life, and she's, I didn't even know you can do this shit, take all this shit out, and go back to being natural. I didn't even know that shit was possible, but you know, money talks, right? So I'm happy for that reason. But the evolution of Black China also leads to the um, the new way of women are going to view themselves. You know, I just seen a video of a BBL uh, a BBL body mask. It was like a plastic body uh, suit uh, women can jump in and they give them the whole figure of like a BBL. It's like a fucking bodysuit. The shit is crazy. But we've all seen in the last like two years the more um, uproar about natural bodies need to come back. And we all know Black China, Kim Kardashian. Um, I believe Amber Rose got a little bit of work done. Um, if not, I apologize for throwing your name out there. But we've all know the, the key figures in pushing this whole BBL look. And Black China was definitely one of them. Now, of course, if Kim, if one of the Kardashians do it, that shit gonna really, you know, that's gonna be the one type shit. But to me, Black China, that speaks more to the actual Black women. I feel like the Kim Kardashian shit will speak to Black women, but it will speak more to the other races of women who are doing this shit. 
when black you, know, you see black China do this shit and she looks amazing and niggas is gonna be back flocking to black China. We all know the impact that's gonna have on the inner city black chick who was thinking about getting them ass shots or who got them ass shots who wanna get them shits taken out now. I can't wait to see the heads that roll type shit after this. Because I've been saying, like, that BBL shit was, I never even liked it. I've never liked that shit. But we all know the impact of influencers. And when women see influencers and and certain chicks getting certain bags and being in certain clubs around certain A-list celebrities type shit because of their ass and they fucking certain niggas, that makes every chick run and go get that. Because they want to fuck said niggas. They want to be in certain venues, certain rooms, rubbing elbows with certain people. It's just the way monkey see, monkey do, my nigga. Like, this shit has always been like this. So I, I think this will, uh, you know what I'm saying, better the, the chances of natural bodies coming back. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm looking at big chicks totally different now. Because shit, at least you comfortable when being big. Like, that shit being, to me, that shit starting to be sexy now. Hold your horses type shit. I ain't talking about. <laughs> I ain't saying. <laughs> wow. I ain't saying, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm into all the big shit. But I have a newfound respect and a newfound view of, of, of sexiness when it comes to like a Lizzo. When I first seen Lizzo, fam, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with that. But to me, it, it, I see, I'm starting to see how sexy she is and being comfortable with her own fucking body. Because I, I know how turned off I am to the women who's looking in the mirror. Like, fuck, I want this. I want Ari hips. And next thing you know, them bitches go to Mexico or Cancun uh, or Cuba or some shit to go get some Ari hips, some some Kim K lips. Like, I've, I know how I feel about that. So when I see a Lizzo, even though I don't get why she's walking around with her ass out, like, even if she was small, you just walking around with your ass out. Everything else covered, but your ass out. You not at a beach. You at Walmart, bitch. What are you doing? I, I'm a. I don't like that shit. But even though she's doing that, I see. I, I have a newfound respect for her, and I think that shit's sexy, bro. Because we live in a day and age where motherfuckers is not comfortable with themselves, bro. Like motherfuckers is making active modifications to their bodies. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers, you know how you on Call of Duty making mods to a gun? Motherfuckers is doing that to their bodies, my nigga. So I can only find it sexy when I see a woman just living her truth, living her beauty, being her. That's that's sexy to me, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, but moving on, man. Shout out to motherfucking me, Black China, man. Um, I want to get into BTB motherfucking savage, bro. Rest in motherfucking peace to BTB savage. Um, for the people who don't know who BTB savage is, man, BTB savage. I'm be honest, with you, I don't know. I didn't know what the fuck he was either. I was watching, um, you know, I, I watched Vlad interviews. I didn't watch this particular Vlad because I didn't know what the fuck the nigga was. And rest in peace too, you know. Once again, send my prayers to those, all your friends and, and your loved ones, your family. I'm um, and fans of your music. Um. But I was watching the academic stream, and academics pulled the shit up, and he talked about it. So, of course, I started, I was, I was hearing it while I was cleaning up. And the story of the BTB Savage is, it's a wild story. It's wild until it doesn't get wild. You know, he got, he's a rapper. Somebody tried to link up with him for a verse, a feature type shit. Um, they come through. It was a robbery going wrong type shit. 
him and his girl fought back. Him, uh, his girl ended up killing a nigga while he was uh, subduing him, wrestling him and shit like that. His girl ended up shooting him, killing a dude. Um, the nigga, other niggas came, shot the house up and shit like that. Um, long story short, they end up killing a nigga. He goes back to, he, he does a Vlad interview where he's detailing the motherfucking me shit like he's soldier boy. That's truly what the fuck I got from this nigga really went on, on a Vlad TV interview like he was soldier boy. And uh, when I was when I was watching the interview, it was like I don't understand. Like everything not content. You know what I'm saying? Everything is not content. Like as much as the motherfuckers was making a joke of the soldier boy shit, and don't get me wrong, the soldier boy shit is funny. But the soldier boy shit is real. Soldier boy didn't do that shit for content. Vlad did that shit for content. Vlad did this for content. And it comes to a certain point where I'm not even trying to blame Vlad because Vlad is a content creator. It's certain niggas that it don't matter, especially if it's not their personal life. Content is content. I told you every time when motherfuckers die, they become a content piece. You can you can bet your bottom motherfucking dollar if somebody of significant and of the culture dies, they I'm coming on the show, man. R.I.P. to such and such, such a good guy, such a good woman. You best your content piece now. Tragic, tragic moments in motherfuckers' lives is content pieces, bro. But everything not content in my eyes. If a motherfucker just tried to kick in your crib and, and, and rob you and you and your girl had to fight for y'all lives and kill a nigga and you go back to the crib, he went back to the crib after the interview taking pictures and shit and it's bullet holes everywhere, my nigga. So if the, if the everything he said in that interview was actually true, he he gave it up. That was like a de- in detail. You you pretty much was there while he was giving you the story. It was that much motherfucking detail. But if all that shit is true, how the fuck do you go on a, a Vlad interview and talk about that? For fucking what? For what? Every that, that's a that's trauma. That's traumatic. Ain't shit cool. See, but that's the thing, like. He thought he was Soldier Boy. And I don't even necessarily think, you know what I'm saying? A motherfucker telling their story, living their truth is wrong. But you have to understand, my nigga. People got family. People got loved ones out here that'll ride for them. And I'm not talking about niggas gotta be bitches. It's not about being a bitch, my boy. It's literally about you. Understanding that there's always going to be consequences and repercussions, no matter if you were in the right or wrong, no matter if it was a justified killing or not. Everybody don't see it like that. And motherfuckers will view you going on a public platform, national platform like Vlad, discussing that shit like you is, smoking your weed, wearing your jewelry, ice the fuck out. Niggas gonna love that nigga. They gonna look at you like you a bitch ass nigga that they wanna hurt. That's just the facts of this shit. So after the interview drop, dude goes back to his apartment and take pictures. He taking pictures, money in his hand, throwing up something. You know he in the cash and shit. He posting pictures on the gram in the crime scene with the blood all on the ground, bullet holes all over the place. Come on, man, you playing with these people? He playing with these people. Now, of course, now come to find out, I think they said all this shit took place a month ago. 
I think it said all this took place a month ago or something like that. So it's, it's still freshly new, but all this took place a month ago. But the simple fact that it took place a month ago leads lets me know that. The killing probably isn't what they isn't what motherfuckers got uh, get back for. If it's get back, any it's legend type shit. Every, it's all speculation. But if the killing took place a month ago, and after you post these pictures, you end up getting killed nearly like an, hour, an hour or two later. They shot his car to fuck up, bro. If the initial killing that you took, that self defense that you took, that you did, took place a month ago, and they killing you now, that lets me know they not killing you for the motherfucking me, uh, for the actual kill us uh, self defense killing you did. They killing your ass for going on motherfucking me, Vlad, bragging about the shit, going back to crime scenes, taking pictures, money phoned up and shit. You playing with these people? You shitting on their people now? That lets me know that they not motherfuckers can understand when L's is taking place, bro. Sometimes, as much as a motherfucker want to get some get back, a motherfucker can be like, you know what, bro? Like, yeah, we niggas did run his shit, bro. It was either him or them type shit. He won, my nigga. You as mad as a motherfucker can be, a motherfucker can be like, bro, I'm not gonna go to jail for the rest of my life for a nigga getting a justified self defense killing. When you know your homeboy did such and such, when you know your homeboy did such and such. Certain shit you can just you you can go to sleep at night. But even if you know your homeboy did some shit and that nigga did some, and now you bragging about the shit, you on the Vlad interview they got over a million some views. Now you on the ground, money phoned up in my nigga blood. Come on, man. And I'm not saying they should have killed BTB Savage. Please don't get me don't 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 get me wrong. What I'm saying is niggas gotta move like this is real life. This ain't GTA, bro. I know all you niggas into this RP shit. This ain't GTA, my boy. This real life. Ain't no respawn. Ain't no, ain't no motherfucking me. Uh, you, you, you back, huh? Nah, ain't none of that. Nah, once you're gone, you're gone. You on a shirt. You on a, you on a Facebook post, nigga. Yeah, mama's crying, my boy. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like. Niggas just, I don't know, man. It's it's fucked up how the world works. It's fucked up how the internet works. Like I tell you, this internet shit is a blessing, man. You can use this shit to make millions for your family. But you can also use this shit to destroy your life. And the internet literally is what got BTB Savage fucking killed. If you tell you, if you're telling me that BTB Savage went through that traumatic experience and then went off, lay low, you know what I'm saying? Healed the fuck up, came back on his music shit. You know what I mean? And then got asked by the end of the interview and said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was fucked up, but you know, I don't really want to speak about that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, my, my girl had, you know, we had, we had to do what we had to do, but you know what I'm saying? That's some fucked up shit, man. RIP to everybody involved. He was saying some shit like that. You can't tell him since he would be dead right now. You can't tell me if that shit played out like that, he'd be dead right now. But you can't tell me that. You can't, bro. You can't. I, it'd be. I'd be hard pressed to believe that'd be the outcome if he went down that path, bro. But you know what it is? Niggas know you got Vlad reaching out to yo, nigga. Hey, I heard you such and such, such and such. You like fuck? This can be my big break type shit. This can be my big break in my music type shit. 
Niggas not thinking about the long term about their life. Niggas thinking about that quick, easy fucking bag, bro. And now look at this shit, bro. And some of y'all gonna try to blame Vlad. It ain't about Vlad, bro. It's about niggas understanding, bro. This shit is not GT motherfucking A. This shit real, nigga. In the same way them niggas shot your motherfucking place up like that, you should know not to fuck with them niggas at all. You, you, you survived today, my nigga. But, uh, <laughs> but big tough, nigga. Leave them niggas the fuck alone. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm, 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 I'm finna get sticked up. I ain't gonna hold you, man. This shit, this shit ridiculous, dog. I'm finna get sticked up, man. Like, I live in a nice, you know what I'm saying, nice place, gated community type shit. It's an apartment, you know what I'm saying? I ain't a gated community like I'm bald, but it's a nice little gated, you know what I'm saying, gated apartment complex. And like, in the middle of a lot of shit, so it ain't a lot, don't know shit happen over here type shit, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sticked up. I'm on my money, man. Shit, man. Like niggas don't, niggas don't want to see you win for real, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, let me, let me say this. Niggas don't really want to see you win, bro. Okay. Fuck them. We ball without them. You just gotta make sure you, 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 you taking precautions to make sure you good. Cause niggas out here don't care no more, bro. Like, niggas, niggas don't care, bro. Like, you can't be the one out here giving a fuck when don't nobody else give a fuck. I, I, I literally just realized that. When you moving around trying to be cautious for everybody, bro, you know how much of a burden that is? You know how stressful that is? When you trying to be cautious and have a hand on your shoulders for every motherfucking body around you? Because you know shit can get real. But such a but said said criminal don't give a fuck about none of that shit. And, and not only do we not give a fuck about that shit, he got that big boy on him, nigga. These niggas ain't carrying around little punk ass revolvers, nigga. These niggas got Dracos, man. These niggas got switches on Glocks, nigga. I just seen a video of uh yo Gotti Mama restaurant Prive Prive getting shot the fuck up. I don't even like watching shit like that, but I seen this shit on live stream. Niggas had Glocks with switches, bro. Come on, man. And you, and you, you put them up, put them up, put them up. You trying to fight? Fuck no, nah, nigga. I seen niggas fired out. I seen him get his ass beat. Dude stopped beating his ass. Turned, got up, said, man, shit over with. Turned around, started walking. The nigga that was getting his ass who got the fuck up. I don't even know how what if this shit just appeared on his head like GTA. Pulled out a big boy. <laughs> Lay that nigga down, man. These niggas not playing no more, man. Like I, I'm I'm sticked up. I ain't playing with you niggas, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you. Now I'm sticked up, bro. Play with me if you want, man. I ain't I ain't, I ain't playing no more, man. Cause this shit. It shit getting out of hand, B. Rest in peace to motherfucking me, BTB Savage. Um, shit sad. It's sad when you when when you see somebody's life play out like that on the internet. Interview drop, photo drop, he dropped. He literally died within hours of that photo he posted on the Instagram. And when they show his car, bro, 
The nigga car had over 30 bullet holes in it. Like, it's, it's, it's wild, bro. Niggas wonder why I stay out the motherfucking way. Real motherfucking me talk. Um, I think that's all I got with the motherfucking me docket. Let me see. Uh, yeah. Hey, before I get out of here, bro, let's do a quick update about the uh, NBA before I get the fuck up out of here. Um, Lakers moved into the seventh spot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, as this shit is starting to wind down, I told y'all many episodes ago, like, I, think the, I think the Lakers, bro, if they just stay healthy with LeBron and AD. And this was before the trade deadline. This was even before the trade deadline. So maybe I'll probably say that shit probably don't, that take don't matter no more. All right, cool. I, 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 I accept that. Because I was going out on the limb saying that shit with Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly on the team. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> If Anthony Davis, who twisted his ankle last night, but he stuck through it and played, finished the game and shit like that, he said he'll be fine. He playing uh, tomorrow. They play Sunday. Um, if Anthony Davis and LeBron James can stay healthy, um, with uh, with uh, D'Angelo Russell staying healthy, if the whole team can stay healthy, just say that with D'Angelo Russell, with Vanderbilt's uh, his hustle, with Austin Reeves is. 12 to 14, 15 points per game um, with his, you know, his, his IQ, um, with his, you know, craftiness and shit like that. Um, with the uh, Beasley, I need two or three three-pointers a game from Beasley uh, once shit get real. Um, and who else do we got? Rui, just give me a few every, every once in a while. Just whatever the game needs, I need that. Rebounds, I need 12 points. I need hustle. I need that from Rui. Fill them gaps type shit. Um, with Dennis Schroeder, you know what I'm saying, doing with the fight, 12 to 14, 15, 16 points, picking up 94 feet. Um, with all that shit, the only team that scares me in the Western Conference is the Memphis Grizzlies. That's it. Like, everybody talking about their youth shit, yeah, that's cool. Like, that shit cool. But I also told y'all that the uh, Memphis Grizzlies had the chance to be what OKC was when they had um, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Serge Ibaka, um, and fucking Kendrick Perkins. Like the only thing they really missing from that iteration of that that version of that Thunder team is a veteran. Like how they had Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher went to the finals with OKC, bro. He did that. <laughs> like he he did that. That only that's the only thing Memphis is really missing is a, is a vet that can come in. And do some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But the only team that fear I fear is Memphis because how fucking athletic they are. Now, of course, in the, in the playoffs, the game slows down. I think Memphis is really built for the regular season. But even if they can get off and still get into that fast-paced game, because the Lakers still want to play fast, bro. And to me, that they, that athleticism, that's the only team I can really say I'm really scared of. When it comes to Phoenix, I'm not really I'm not really fearing Phoenix like that because I'm watching them, bro. I just watched them last night. The niggas was up by like twenty something, twenty seven or something like that. I cashed out because I knew the game. The uh, who the fuck was they going to get? The Nuggets without Jokic and Jamal Murray was gonna come back. Now I still think the Phoenix Suns won, but even the niggas came back and then they had like within four. I don't really fear Phoenix like that. Chris Paul, he, he too old, bro. He too old for niggas to be picking him up 94 feet a whole series, bro. 
You can't tell me none of them niggas not going to get hurt. And even if they don't get hurt, they don't got the death like motherfuckers think they do. I'm not worried about Tory Craig coming off no fucking bench, no campaign, no Josh or Kogi. Man, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. I got Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis can just stay healthy, he beating them niggas' ass. And if the Lakers match up with the Suns, you know I'm in the fucking building. Yet a motherfucking game. I don't give a fuck the price, my nigga. Real talk. I'll be in the nosebleeds for the 500. I ain't going to hold you. But I'm going to game two, though. Last time I went to game one, I don't know why the fuck I went to game one, bro. I think because it was on like a Sunday or some shit. And game two was during the week, and I ain't want to go after work. I think that's what happened. I knew game one we was going to lose that shit because Bron don't never win first round game fucking one, bro. Niggas went out that game too. Them niggas both went for like 36. I was so fucking pissed, bro. But I think the Lakers can pull this shit out. I think it'll probably end up being the Lakers versus Suns in the Western Conference Finals. Um, if that turns out, I, of course, I got the, the Lakers, but that'd be a pretty motherfucking good series. Obviously, in the East, I got Milwaukee, bro. Milwaukee, I got Milwaukee as long as they don't go against Boston. For some reason, bro, Milwaukee cannot fucking beat Boston. Boston is just, I think because Boston is so perimeter-oriented, uh, the Bucks don't have nobody on the perimeter that can really guard nobody but Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday not finna guard Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the same damn time. Them niggas both be going for like 30. I think Jalen Jason Tatum averaged 40 against them niggas this season, bro, shooting like 65%. I ain't never seen no shit like that. And Giannis, he, he put up numbers, but... His efficiency is horrible against the Boston Celtics, bro, and they struggle a lot against Boston. So um, if the loans they don't go against Boston, I got Milwaukee going back to the finals. Uh, I just think Giannis is just the best player in the league. He really my MVP. That's the crazy part. The nigga averaging a 32 and 12, and he got the best record in the NBA. The nigga's averaging 32 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, and he has the best record in the NBA. And that's the fucking MVP for real. For I know Jokic, uh, Jokic is there in the averaging triple-double for Denver. Um, I think he has like 9.9 assists. And I know Joel Embiid is fucking balling out his mind. But the nigga is not having the best record in the league. And he don't average 32 and 12. I know he averaged like 33 or something like that. So he is, he has like 33 and 11 or something. I ain't going to hold you. Joel Embiid is going crazy. But the facts is the facts, nigga. Giannis is better than both of them, nigga. We all know that shit. Only reason why nigga would give it to Embiid is because it's a sympathy vote. I honestly think they're going to give it to Jokic just because I think, nigga, three straight MVPs, it got to happen again type shit. Why not give it to a nigga who you can make a case for? You know what I'm saying? So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I think it'll be Lakers versus Milwaukee in the motherfucking me finals. AD versus Giannis, AD gonna get his motherfucking revenge, man. That's that's truly what the fuck I think gonna happen. But we'll motherfucking see. Um, with that being said, I think that's all I got, bro. Let me see. Let me just make sure go back to a docket, bro. We got uh the self-fulfilling prophecy of destruction. Uh, we've all been Tyrese, the Porsche executive channel his in a hatch. Um, me talking about why hotel sex is superior. Fuck the AOC, the evolution of Black China, and BTB motherfucking savage, man. Rest in motherfucking peace. Um, yeah, man, that's all I motherfucking got. Um, I do want to say this before we get the fuck up out of here, man. Hopefully, you guys are is fucking with the new um setup, the new camera and shit like that. I feel like it looks amazing. 
um it's new angle and shit like that like i said the set will be getting you know changed over time type shit and i do want to take a break on spending a little bit of money bro i kind of went crazy um also um hopefully the sound is 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 much better i feel like it sounds a lot, a lot better but of course i'll i gotta hear this shit back in editing and things of that nature but it's literally in the playback live while i'm talking this shit sounds amazing um but with that being said, man, hopefully you guys, you know what I'm saying, enjoyed this episode. You already know how the fuck I give it up. Um, DJ, hit me! Um, you know, man, I want to say, sometimes, bro, we got to understand that this life shit is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't always about the clout. It ain't always about the quick bag. It ain't about, you know what I'm saying, trying to look like the guy. Because that shit can be the reason why you are no longer here. And I say that to say, when it comes to BTB Savage, when it comes to any other of these rappers, man, anybody on the internet or social media who doing shit for, for a look, for an image, you got to remember, bro, this shit get real. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn the music off when I'm talking. This shit get real. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you have intentions, you have the mindset, you focus on certain things, said goals, it's a nigga behind you, two niggas, three niggas, five niggas, goddamn it. It's niggas behind you that don't like that shit. You can be moving a certain way, thinking you everything's legit, everything all right. But it's niggas that don't like that shit, bro. You gotta act like this is real life. You know when you driving. One thing my mama always told me when I was driving, bro. When she taught me how to drive, well, she ain't teaching, but she gave me, she tried and she gave me some advice. When you're on that road, you driving for everybody on the road. You checking rear uh, side mirrors, rear view mirror. You know what I mean? You driving for every motherfucking body on the road. That's how you got to live life, my nigga. It's stressful, yeah. You may not be able to do everything you, you want to do. But nigga, you'll still be living. BTB? Shit sad, man. It, it truly is sad. You lost your life, bro. You lost your life for, for, for some millions of views. And, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that was his intention. But you got to look You gotta look at all possible outcomes. Like, yeah, a Vlad interview was lit. I don't know BTB Savage. I know Vlad is, though. Now, that, that interview was be lit. Oh, let me tell him about this crazy shit that happened. Let me get some music to cook up to go package with that interview. I, trust me, I get it. I, I, I know what you're trying to do. But I know what them niggas over there are trying to do, too. So, it's sad, bro. It truly is sad. Um, but with that being said, bring my music back, B. It's all love these ways, man. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll try next episode, man. I'm out this motherfucker. Peace.
man, that shit crazy, man. That shit crazy, man. Niggas losing their life like that. <laughs> when would these when would niggas learn, B? When would these niggas learn? I don't know. Learn from other people's mistakes, bro. That's all I can tell you. Don't don't be a nigga that gotta go through certain shit to try to learn from a mistake. Cause some shit you can't come back from. I.e. But I'm out this motherfucker. I heard I tried the episode, man. Peace. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck that nigga. What play on me, man? <laughs>